This week on the Accelerate Recovery Podcast, we continue our conversation with Ray Martinez, an old colleague of Bart's, from his time in San Francisco with the 49ers. In part one, Ray detailed his time with the 49ers and his experience as a veteran as Colin Kaepernick made his stance known with his kneeling. In this part, we get into plenty of different things, including some of the shenanigans that the guys got into when they were members of the 49ers organizations, and Ray's experience with the Clemson Tigers and where he was as Clemson was starting to run and take off as a big-time college football program. Hope you enjoy. Um, do you want to talk about any of your Clemson time, Ray, where we got yeah, you? Yeah, we got we to gotta dive into a little Clemson time with Ray because he mentioned it. Um, hey, worked with Colin Kaepernick in the NFL, but – uh, got some time with Deshaun Watson, who is, you know, a current, you know, or soon to be star at the quarterback spot in the NFL. A little bit of time with Deshaun Watson, the whole Clemson program. And you were there sort of in the, you know, uh, I wouldn't say Clemson was crawling at that point, but they had started to stumble into a run, uh, you know, sort of right when you were there, it seems. So talk a little bit about your time with Clemson, uh, you know, from the from the, the, the man behind the, the whole program, Dabo, to some of the athletes you got to work with. You mentioned Sammy Watkins as well as uh, Deshaun Watson. Let's let's hear some 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 Tiger stories here. He said, he said the name. He said he said Dabo. Uh, yeah. So um, you know, a really controversial episode if we're talking Dabo. Oh, uh, you know, uh, it's the, the the thing about growing up and being an adult. And you know, I, I when I met him, I was thirty. I'm thirty seven now. Um, you can grow and learn from it, from those things. So my my viewpoint on Dabo may not be as volatile as it once was. Okay, <laughs> I mean, you got a couple more rings now as an alumni. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I I, I actually went in uh, under the Taj Boyd era, and he had just come off a big win against LSU in the um, Chick Fil A Bowl. Um, so there was a lot a lot of um, a lot of fanfare and, and media attention uh, going into the 2015 season. We were ranked number three at one point, and Florida State was five. Uh, that was a huge game. Uh, we had, you know, Taj Boyd, Sammy Watkins. Uh, yeah, Jameis Winston. And then every every defensive lineman ever out of Clemson who's now just killing the game. Um, so it was, it, was, it was pretty cool to go in there. And, you know, it, that year, 2015, we were uh, – they were like, oh, Clemson's, like, can get back to a national championship since 1981. And that was, like, the first year that they were, like, really excited about it. Um, and I think I think coming off that win against a big LSU team um, really like catapulted the confidence, especially with Dabo. Um, you know, he coming from Alabama as a wide receivers coach, and he was working his way up. Uh, so it was really cool to be a part of that. Um, and, and another cool thing, I know Bart might he's going to give me crap about this, but the 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 pregame game day for Clemson is like the best in college football. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. He always talks uh, about. The, the ride around the stadium, the oh, yeah. rock, like, I mean, you, you, you ride in that bus. Um, and as soon as you get on the bus, like the, the tension's already there. Like you can cut it with a knife. Um, everyone's rocking back and forth. The bus is, the bus is rocking back and forth. You know, you got the strength coach up there. who's a massive dude. Like the dude, he's, he can run, he'll run through a wall, like almost quite literally. I put money on it. Um, so <laughs> you know, you're just, you're just getting amped up from the time you're on the bus, you go around the stadium you go up to Howard's Rock. You sit there. You know, you see the hill, and that hill is much steeper than it really is. There's been a, there's, there's been a lot of injuries on that your hill. Injuries, right? I mean, you're the you're, you're one working on them. You were you were calling, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't actually work with Colin uh, my football season. He came back for a summer camp, um, but 
that the injuries on that hill actually happened when they'd have alumni games and they were a little more <laughs> geriatric. <laughs> um, so, but the crazy thing is that hill is much steeper and there's a, there's a flat part in the dead center of it and the players will vault off that. And what they don't really understand is when you vault off that center spot, the next thing you know, you're 15 feet in the air going, you're still descending down that hill. So, you know, you can roll an ankle, pop, like blow <laughs> McKillies out. It's, it was nuts. And we had to like kind of put some, leashes on to kind of tame them down. Like, Hey, stop vaulting off the center part. Um, it's that, a that, bit that sounds like a wide receiver running back DB type thing. Yeah, that's true. But you also had like your third string offensive lineman trying it. Um, <laughs> right. Always the one that gets hurt is the walk on like guy who was never, who was just yeah. dressing out and there's yeah. an Achilles doing something stupid. And you miss a really good game taking care of a, an athlete that you should not be taking care of. <laughs> no, exactly. You're like, come on, you can't, you can't be negligent in the fact that you know he's still a human, he's still on the team. Yeah, but yeah, you got other things to tend to, and now you're like your fourth string. And in college, they carry like 106 guys for the, you know, those home so, games. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 nuts. And uh, yeah, so the you know running down running down the hill was was amazing. Like pregame for college, hands down from you know me, and I even hear it even on college game day that they give it to Clemson. Um, so I had that experience. It was cool. Did you know military appreciation games with them, um, where you know um, Anthony Rodriguez, who had fought in the Coringal Valley, one of the most vicious uh, battles in Army history. And there, you know, he you know he had he had him and his whole uh, team had to get rescued. So the helicopter pilots that rescued him while he was in the uh, while he was in that battle actually did a flyover and met him on the field. Oh. Uh, they met up again, you know three, four years later on a, on in the middle of the football field in a, in a big ACC game. Oh, wow. Um, so that was cool to see. There was, a, there was tons of stuff, you know, Clemson, Clemson's a, it's a special place. It's small. Every time I tell people uh, where I went to college, they're like, I went to Clemson and like, Oh, what city is that in? I'm like Clemson. <laughs> um, so it's, it was cool. Um, they, they just read, they just redid the stadium. Like they call it the North end zone. Cause if you look at old, old stuff, it's like, it's just like a, a three quarter bowl and a big opening towards the lake. So they got they redid that the strength the strength conditioning room like it was it was nuts, um, but then like dealing dealing with players it was cool to be there because you knew these guys were going to the NFL. Um, Sammy Watkins probably, in my opinion, at the time that I was with him, the best hands I've ever seen in my life. Uh, the dude, I think his hands were made of stickum, uh, <laughs> but and you know he's got a Super Bowl now. His his NFL career isn't what you know probably we all thought it was going to be even at Clemson or even like Mel Kuyper, but um, the dude's got a Super Bowl ring. He went through a few, he's been through a few teams, but like working with him was awesome. The dude was the toughest guy. He would, he would get like these massive Charlie horses, roll his ankle, shoulder would come out and he'd, you'd work on him for 10 seconds between plays, literally between plays. He'd run to you, you'd work on him and he'd go back in and then get like a little swing pass and run it for 90 yards. And then, then limp off the field, and yeah. then, and then go back and do it the next round. And it was it was crazy to see like that dude. Mental toughness was like hands down like one of the best mental tough dudes I've seen that at that point in his college career. Now, catching now, Ray, were you there for the the famous Deshaun Watson playing with the torn ACL? Uh, I was not there. Uh, so what? The, my time with Deshaun Watson, he. <laughs> He was a young kid, you know, there at Clemson. Um, I don't know. I can't speak for other schools, but at Clemson, they would come, they would go to summer school 
basically at Clemson and, and do a, the whole summer program with us. Um, so my, I actually had a lot of time because um, we would go into the indoor facility with their practice. Um, there wouldn't be, there wasn't allowed to be any coaches. Just uh, they would still sneak around. They put hoodies on. Run practice. Yeah. <laughs> they put hoodies on and peek around the, the and then be like, Who number two? yeah. Cody, um, they literally have like binoculars, like watching from like across the street. Mm-hmm. To, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I've seen them. Yeah. And then they break it down. <laughs> yeah. They're like radioing to like the GA who's there. Like, Oh, I'll tell them to do like, so yeah. run, I don't know about Clemson. I'm not trying to get anybody in trouble, but at Indiana, that's like kind of what. And I oh, yeah. No, there, was, there was one person there that did it. And if you watch any Clemson game, uh, there is a, a coach that his intensity is so um, intense that you would, you know, all you got to do is watch a Clemson game. And that's what I'm talking about. Uh, uh, but yeah, so I, I had, there was a lot of time where there was no coaches. And then even the head athletic trainer wasn't there. So it was just, it was like me and the entire team. Um, so Deshaun early on when, you know, he was, you know, he's put on a lot more muscle since, since his, uh, right out of high school days, obviously. So he was, he had, he had a few injury issues. Um, everyone knows about the ACL, but there, you know, he was just, um, getting banged up, you know, breaking things. And, um, so I spent, I spent a lot of time with him. Dude's an awesome dude. The cool, the cool thing about that is I spent one summer with him and when he got drafted, the 49ers had him for a visit. And it was like we didn't skip a beat. I hadn't seen him in years. Didn't even know like how well he would remember me. The dude saw me. We as I started talking. He came in the training room, um, and then he talked to me more than anybody else. It was just because we were just shooting the, shooting the crap about our time at Clemson and what we missed. And so it was cool. To, it was cool to see that because I'd I'd spent uh, four months with him. Um, got to know him pretty pretty well on the, on that in that standpoint, but only because I was the only. You know, I don't even want to say authority figure, but there were no coaches or other athletic trainers. So, um, you're like the representative, and huh? you're you're like the representative of the yeah. team. And yeah, you're so. talking about one of my favorite things about our career is one, we get to watch these young guys because you get these freshmen, Cody. You don't know who they're going to be. You don't think they're going to be in NFL, but they. And it's cool to see him grow up. And you're like, oh, dude, that's Deshaun Watson. I took care of him for four months when he was an 18 year old. Yeah, uh, like all these stories Ray's talking about, like when they come in and you don't miss a beat. I mean, those are the things that like you, you can't describe. And they're it's really it's like watching your kids grow up, I guess. If you had like, but it's just really fun to see those guys like do well. I mean, I mean, Coach, I mean, he had Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins as his freshman incoming class. I mean, and Clemson has usually has seven or eight NFL guys every every class. So it's pretty cool for someone like Ray to to watch those guys just like come from 18 to the, now they're dominating in the league. Like you said, and then, yeah, you Super can, Bowls, like, you can many defensive linemen from 2015 to, to now. And oh, yeah. <laughs> those guys are like perennial pro bowlers almost. Uh, yeah. So Ray, I do got to ask you now, um, you know, having known Bart for a little while, what did you think when you found out Bart starting a, a supplement company, uh, starting his own company, uh, going to get into the recovery game and, you know, also, we got to find out what you think about the nickname that I've given him, which is the future of recovery and the founder of the future of recovery. All right. Um, so knowing, knowing Bart, um, I hope Bart tells his wild story that he brought up in the beginning at the end here. Um, but knowing Bart, uh, seeing him come in and be kind of a wild child, I'll be, I'll be honest with you there. Um, and we got into a lot of shenanigans together. I'm not going to lie. Um <laughs> some some allowed some not allowed <laughs> yeah um so 
be the bar being the businessman that he is, I'll let him uh, divulge whether or not he wants to tell you the story. Um, nothing, nothing illegal. Um, but uh, so watching him go from you know right out of college, being eager to you know learn everything, soak up everything you can. Uh, the dude really did. You know, we had a new PT come on. Whether um, whether we clicked or not, he still he still like went out there and sought out the knowledge and always had a notebook with him. Um, you could tell, you could tell Bart was smart, uh, maybe just a little young. Um, but to, uh, when he, when he told me he was starting this, or actually, I don't even know if he told me, I just saw it on Instagram. I was like, dude, you have a business. Uh, <laughs> I'm not, uh, a, not a very extrovert. Sometimes I'm not very extroverted, even though. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> um, but when I, when I first found out that he had started, I, you know, I thought it's, it's awesome because, um, I hate to say it, but after training is a dying, is a dying profession. Um, a lot of people get into it because of, um, where you can go with it. We ended up in the NFL together. Um, and a lot of people love that. Um, sad to say lower in the NFL, sometimes, sometimes even college, it's just not, it's not feasible to live. Um, so seeing him venture out and, make his own name and start his own company and do all the research. You know, I've, I've seen, I've listened to all three podcasts prior to this one. Um, he knows what he's talking about, you know, everything, you know, I thought, I thought it was cool. how he said, uh, what, why isn't it in pill form? And he said, well, I don't want to short anybody because you need everything that you need. And, and this is, this is the business I want to start and I'm not going to shortchange anybody just, just for you to be able to pop a pill in your mouth. And he did say it's coming, but, um, so I, th- I think that's cool. Like he stands, he stands by that. The dude knows what he's talking about. Um, he's done the research. I've seen him do it um, with other things. Uh, I can't say that I thought him was too much of a guru on recovery when we were in, in the NFL, outside of um, what to do for your body. But now he's now he's now he's kind of become a, starting to be a guru on what to put into your body to recover. Um, so he knows the external part. Now he's dealing with the internal part. I think it's awesome to see. Um, He's come a long way, grown up a little bit. I haven't hung out with him lately, so I don't know if he's still doing the same things. But from <laughs> from well, social media, less, I'm not as crazy. I'll say that, but uh, I appreciate all those nice things you said. Uh-huh. Uh, I do try to to not shortchange anybody. I try to be honest. Um, when I met Ray, Ray, I always like to say, kind of made me become an adult. Um, he kind of taught me, like, all right, you don't, you got to tuck your shirt in. <laughs> wear a nice belt that you can't wear black with brown, like like little things like that. Um, I like to say Ray definitely contributed to um, everything I've done. So um, I'm not going to shortchange him either. Uh, we had some good times though. Um, I'm trying to think of the most professional one. I'm not going to mention any names, but um, I, I, if we, we'll cut this one out if we have to Cody. Uh, I'll let Ray be like, ah, you can't say this one, but. Um, my first, so we, we were, had the opportunity to hang out with, uh, the offensive line one time. And I remember we had a buddy, he calls us, me and Ray are like playing tennis or something. Um, he's like, Hey, where are you guys at? And we're like, Oh, we're just playing tennis. You know, nothing, nothing much. He's like, Hey, we're at, I think you know where this is going. He's like, we're at, Hey, we're at the bar for happy hour. Uh, why don't you come down like, uh, meet, meet this other player. Cause we're probably a weekend at being at the NFL, Cody. This is OTAs, like draft hasn't happened, nothing like that. Um, just general workouts going on. So we meet up at the bar um, with two of the offensive linemen. And I'll <laughs> never forget this. Um, they had like these two really attractive waitresses were there. <laughs> and they had like a bottle of Jameson that was already like almost gone. 
And me and Ray sit down and we're just like, oh, God, what, what are we about to get into? Um, we finished the bottle of Jameson and one of the players just kept trying to get me. He's like, dude, you got to take this waitress on. You got to take, take this waitress home. And I was just like a shy kid. I could, like, there's no way I was going to even attempt to do that. Um, and we ended up like finishing that bottle. And uh, I think we went to like a taco stand that and it ended up, they closed off the top roof for us. And uh, yeah, it was nuts. We had a bunch of players show up. Uh, a celebrity player was there. <laughs> I don't want to mention the name. But uh, they, were, they were dating a Kardashian at the time, so we felt like um, – and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name one name, Ray, and this is only because for the joke, because I was – I remember I would go downstairs across the rope to try to bring up girls to the, uh, to the top, like to where our little area was. And um, the bouncer would be like, hey, do you, have, do you know – like, what's your name? And I'd be like, I was Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> and then i hope if he ever watches this i apologize and i'll pay you back but i used to like uh charge drinks to planes <laughs> tax because <laughs> i was poor right <laughs> yeah well that, that's the name of the game that's what that's another reason why i said it's a dying it's a dying profession <laughs> yeah they don't, like we were we were literally cody we loved we were we were working because we loved it not because we were getting paid yeah um, no, it was it was a blast man and, and the, the cool thing, I don't know if we've touched on it. I don't know if I remember if you guys touched on it prior, but I don't know if we have it here. Um, the best part about being in college and being in the NFL and getting to where we were, uh, yeah, the game days were awesome. You know, you know, it was it was like a kick in the shorts every week. You know, you're traveling to these places. You get to go into these stadiums that you've never, you never even dreamt about seeing before. Um, you, get, you, you start to sound like a, all pretentious because you start asking your friends, what's your favorite stadium? What's your favorite? They're like, I don't know. I've been to two. Um, so it's, so it's cool. But the best, the best, best part is Bart and I have contacts in our phone that I would never thought in a million years that we'd have contacts in our phone. We can call the guys. We can ask them how they're doing. That's the best part is the relationships you build with people who you see on TV everywhere. And, you know, I, I grew up, I grew up a diehard 49 fan. I've got a 49 tattoo. Like that was, that was what I used to do every Sunday. That was like my church. I would go to 49 games and I was, I always thought how cool would it be to be down on that field and meet these guys. Um, and it turned into, um, being more of like appreciative of like the connection I made with those guys, not necessarily the fact that I was down on the field. So that, that was the coolest part. You went, you went from, uh, you went from loving the laundry to loving the guys wearing the laundry. Yeah. Yeah. So I, and it, it was, it's totally nuts. Cause you know, I was, I was at the game when Vernon Davis caught that, you know, the touchdown against the saints, you know, they were making a Super Bowl run. I actually bought tickets to the next game because I was, I wanted to be there and they lost to They lost to, you know, you know the giants cause of, you know, the old stupid fumbling and whatnot. But <laughs> um, that was, you know, that was, that was huge. And, and, you know, the very next year I was down on the field with them, you know, that was Colin Kaepernick's big year when when Alex went out. He, he torched the Packers at home for like nine thousand yards on the ground. Obviously, not that many, but that's just what it seemed like, you know. And I got to be a part of all that. I went from one year being in the stands, you know, drunk. All right, I was drunk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> being like, I wish I could be down there, you know. And I was in school at the time, and, and I made that, you know, I, I made that happen where I was an intern that the Super Bowl year. Um, so it went from being exactly what you said. I I I, lo- I, I was like in awe of the team, the jerseys and all that. And then uh, by the time I, by the time I hung up the, uh, my tape roll, 
I was, I was more appreciative of, of the connection I made with the players. And, you know, and not so much the staff. I don't mean to be mean, but, like, yeah, like Bart and I are friends still, you know, and I, I like to keep in contact with the people I've worked with, but um, you almost expect that. You don't expect to make relationships with the players. Uh, you just expect to go in and, like, in and out, like, clock in and out. But the, 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 the best thing you can do is create, create a relationship with them. That way there's a rapport. They respect you. They know you know what you're talking about. So that was that was the cool part. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to end our remember. All right. We'll tell one more story just because you're here, Ray. Uh, did did we have some sort of bet going on when we were there? Yes, I was actually. Yeah, I was. actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it wasn't a bet. It was who got to travel to Seattle. Is that what we're talking about? Oh, well, no, I'm not even talking about that bet. I'm talking about the uh, facial hair. Oh, yes. We could go on for another hour, but we're gonna t- we might tell two more stories. So this might be a longer episode where we'll split it up into two episodes, but we're going to let it. Well, that's fine. You know, go, go a little longer. You do some character building. Everybody needs to know Bart. <laughs> All right. So I'll let you tell the, I'll let you tell both stories because I think you're a better storyteller than me. Uh, don't start change yourself. But back in night, no, uh, yeah, so I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll do your story last because I I brought up the one I thought you were talking about. Um, okay. I don't even know why they. Oh, that's why. Um, we had to, we had to, it was Jim was Jimmy T. Uh, anytime he didn't he didn't like to have the the guys that were doing rehab travel with the team because, well, like being oddly enough being like going on a trip, going up in an airplane, um, cabin pressure whatnot. It's not very good for a guy recovering from a torn like newly torn ACL. I you know. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that goes in and you don't want to put the guy through lack of sleep, all this pressure change and, and, you know, time changes. So he would, he decided to leave the injured guys home. Um, what that meant is when someone had to stay back with them. Um, and me being a 49er fan, Seattle, Seattle, going up to Seattle was like my dream because it was so loud. It was like, um, I'll say his name cause it's true. Joe Staley says it's like the best place he's ever played. It's, it's where he loved to play the most. Because the, the you know it was a rivalry, the, the place was loud as hell. Seattle's cool, you know, cool shit. So I came from you know 2012, never got to go to Seattle. Um, 2015 comes around, I, you know, I'm with I'm with uh, working with Bart, and he's like, well, someone's got to stay home. I'm like, well, it's Seattle, so I'm freaking going. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Bart's like, no, well, I want to go. There's no way I there's nowhere I want to stay back. That you know, I, this might be my only year with the 49ers. How do we settle this, Cody? How do we settle this? <laughs> so not just paper uh, scissors. This is more important. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, it was Robbie Gold, right? No, it was Phil Dawson. Phil Dawson. Wow. See, I'm getting my ears Phil, mixed up. You're Clemson boy. <laughs> Phil Dawson. Um, the dude was a just just chamber of knowledge you know he, he was old as dirt sorry phil but when he was there he was known as old man phil grandpa phil like or uncle phil actually like like fresh prince miller um and i just remember thinking out on out of practice is like you know kicking a field goal looks easy as hell <laughs> oh no so, so i'm like you know what bart Let's settle this by kicking field goals. Like, you look unathletic as hell. So I can beat you at a field goal. Um, so I had the dumb idea of doing a, a field goal kickoff. I'm like, I've kicked a soccer ball before. I've done that. And, you know, I don't even like soccer, but I'm like, I can kick a soccer ball pretty far. 
what can I be better at BART then? And I was like, I can kick, let's just do it. It can't be that hard. Um, so I went out and bought cleats, dumb idea. I saw Phil kicks with cleats. I'm like, well, you know, obviously you got to have cleats to kick a football, to kick through with some uprights. Uh, bad idea. Cause every time I would sweep my foot, my cleats would get caught and I would like dust the ball into like, I don't know, the guy standing next to me. Um, <laughs> so I was like, All right. so we, I kicked the first ball, not even close. Bart's wearing just the tennis shoes that he's got on. Takes it right, through, right through the upright. And I'm like, Oh no, it's already, it's already uh Bart won me nothing. Um, yeah, so we, did like, it, oh. we did a PK style. Yeah. Oh yeah. We got the little holder. There's no holder because we didn't want to blame the, we didn't want to have laces out, you know, thing, but yeah. Um, so we did actually did like the, the, the PK like holder it was, that the, they do it was the old PT, the, the, old, the, uh, PAT, the old PAT distance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It wasn't very far to be honest with you. It might've been less. It was like 19 yards or something. Like that. Um, but so I kicked the first one. He make, he, I missed the first one. He makes it. Um, I'm like, all right, I, I, I make a comeback. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty competitive. I missed the next one. He makes the next one. So it's like two nothing. I think we were going to like five. Yeah. Uh, first of five or best of five. So all you had to do is make one more because, you, you know. Uh, By the way, Cody, we have a whole like audience of oh. players. <laughs> this is right outside the weight room. Like, <laughs> like this was like before Instagram lives and fa- we would have been so famous, Ray. <laughs> well, the thing was, it wasn't like a spur of the moment thing. We would have been SB like. <laughs> we had been talking this up for like a week. We were asking everyone's opinion on who they think would win. It was, yeah, I think people took bets out. Cody, we um, could get a whole other hour with stories. Like, we got the basketball um, game, me and Manny. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that could be, I, you know, I don't mind coming back on it. But long story short, um, Bart wins that. He goes to he goes to saddle. I oh. stay back. <laughs> and it wasn't even close. Bart wins by a landslide. He goes to Seattle. I, I got to watch him on TV. Um, I'm a little peeved. I'm like, I don't know if I would be able to go back to Seattle. It's like, you know, unless we play him in the playoffs. Um, so he wins that, and I'm a little peeved. Uh, I didn't get to go to Seattle that year. Lucky enough, I was with the 49ers. I continued with the 49ers, got to go to Seattle. Um, got, to, got to live that one out. Um, yeah, so that that one was uh, – <laughs> that's just one of the stories. And there's a lot more of that, but I, I kind of cut it short because I know you guys are pressed for time. I just recapping all these stories with you makes me realize that we have a, a million and I'm going to oh, say yeah. this one. So we talked about how us being poor and in a poor NFL intern. So, um, what I had a couple, so like Ray said, I'm a little goofy. You could, I think players could kind of pick up that I like to have fun. Uh, and they offered me, I'm trying to think who originally offered. I want to say it was Joe Staley. Actually it was Joe Staley. I'm going to name it. I'm going to name names. Joe Staley comes up to me and he goes, I think you should shave a handlebar mustache into <laughs> for camp. It was supposed to be just for camp. Well, he's I, like, I don't mean to interrupt, but the reason we had our mustaches was because it was a, it was a nod to Jimmy T. So we yeah, had, I forgot we were, about that. Because we were playing in Pittsburgh and Manny, our boss was like, we should all grow our mustaches until we play in Pittsburgh. So we could all look like Jimmy T on the sideline. Yeah. We were all going to have like, cause so Jimmy T has like that, old school, really thick mustache. I forgot about that. Yeah, See? It was our boss's idea and he, sh- he never really did it because he had family pictures. So <laughs> Bart, Bart and I ran with it. Um, We're going to the photo with these just dirty mustaches. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you have it, but if you want to pick the picture of us, we're like two people apart and we're, 
I look like I just got out of prison and Bart looked like he was in charge you know of the record game. I think I might have a photo and we might photo share, but uh, I, I have all the photos here. I even have the team photo where I look like, I look like super Mario and yeah. <laughs> no, I don't have anything. I think I only have to 2017. So, yeah. so you guys have these just horrendous mustaches. Oh yeah. And uh, so uh, Dan Kilgore comes up to me about midway through and he goes, I'm going to give you another 500 bucks to add a, uh, Fu Manchu, a soul patch, soul patch. Yeah, you got like the Fu Manchu type thing. And then, um, so this gets, I mean, and then they're like, "We'll give you another five hundred dollars to go the whole season." Um, I don't know how much money Ray was getting. I didn't get anything because I. <laughs> um, no, the 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 initial one was just the, the the nod to Jimmy T. That's why I did it, and then everyone knew that they can kind of goad Bart into doing more and more. <laughs> So it turned into five hundred dollars to shave the handlebar, another five hundred for the goat for the um, for the uh, the soul patch. Then, AZ. I think at one point it was fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, it was. If you went, if you went the whole season with it, and then someone offered another thousand dollars for him to shave one eyebrow. Oh, um, <laughs> it was. Uh, uh, he played for the Giants. Um, Craig Dahl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Bart was like looking at like twenty five hundred dollars. Um, the eyebrow thing got nixed by our boss because it wouldn't be, it wouldn't look professional. They wanted yeah. to see him on TV with one eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Oh, some one of the players I won't name names had to be um, coerced into actually paying up. <laughs> no, I, it didn't happen until like mid June. I was like, I was like leaving. I'm like, dude. You're going to pay up? Oh, yeah. wow. He was trying to welch on the 500 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. A check, and I was like, oh, I got to make sure. I'm going to go check cashes right now. <laughs> check. <laughs> oh, like he's a grandma at the grocery store. He's like, okay, well, let me get the checkbook. Yeah. And it was like, he's like, here's a check. Cancel. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. got, got him good. Yeah. Yeah, and that was before you could do it on your phone, just a little digital check, you know, deposit. Yeah. You know, this call's making me feel how old I am, too, because we didn't have Instagram Lives or anything like that. No, it wasn't, there wasn't a whole lot. It, it's come a long way since then. Well, then, you guys have both come a long way since those days, too. Of course, uh, um, you know, we got the uh, uh, a whole podcast now centered around uh, Bart, the company, and all the fun stuff, and his, his, his buddies and his relationships that he's made, uh, guys like you, too, Ray. Oh yeah, but we we will. I'm gonna put a pin in this, but we will talk about how at one point everyone thought Bart was like a, a Hollywood celebrity because he was seen at all these places um, after the 49ers. Oh, all right. Uh, I went to the ESPYS party with. <laughs> all right, let's put a pin on that. That way, you know, give me a little cliffhanger. In the give cliffhanger. Hilton, the night of the ESPYS, Cody. I'm telling you, I have so many freaking stories. Give everyone a cliffhanger. That'll be a story for another time. Yeah, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk Bart getting an invite to the ESPYs party, really saw slash snuck into the NBA, uh, oh, what's that, Rock Nation uh, party. So we can talk that next episode. And we'll also talk about Bart's um, run-in with Taylor Swift. Hilarious. Oh, Oh my gosh. Cody, I'm telling you. The the cliffhangers. We have – so, Ray, when I told Cody, he was like, Cody, I really kind of want to always end on a story that we have. No, you gotta you gotta cliffhang people on this one. You we have fun. so many stories. I totally forgot about Taylor Swift, my the, the girl coming into my life, and just you know, yep. we got some bad blood there. <laughs> there you go. Nice, well played. Yeah, Ray knows it. So, um, well, that's the, that's the end of this uh, podcast episode. Thanks to Ray. 
Thanks to Accelerate Recovery. I'm going to let Cody do the rest. Uh, thanks to James Heath for uh, JK47 for our new promo music. Um, it's awesome. Appreciate it. Thanks to the San Diego weather. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Ray, yeah, Ray. Ray definitely had the best background of everybody on the call. <laughs> yeah. This is actually—it's a filter. I'm, I'm in—I'm in my bathroom. <laughs> okay, there you go. There you go. And that's part two of the conversation with Ray Martinez on the Accelerate Recovery podcast. Fantastic stuff from Ray, and I really liked how he said he hung up his tape roll there at the end. That was fun stuff. Good stuff from Ray. And of course, if you missed part one, it's in the podcast archives. This is, of course, the finish to part two, and it is the finish to this podcast for the week. Hope you had a great week. We'll talk to you again next week. And of course, you can always find the great Accelerate Recovery recovery powder on accelerate recovery.com. Recovery.com.